When whippoorwills call and evening is nigh, I hurry to my blue heaven. Welcome. This is Rumble with Michael Moore. You are listening to episode 11 of my special mini podcast series entitled Blue Dots in a Red Sea. How to win when you're blue in a red state. Just to turn to the right, you find a little white light, will lead you to my blue heaven. So here on episode 11, I want to talk about the ballot proposal. The ability of all citizens to go into the voting booth and pass a law or a state constitutional amendment exists now in half of our states. Half the states allow people to gather signatures to put a potential law or constitutional amendment on the ballot, pass it, and boom, it's the law. Just like that. Now, it really isn't just like that. You may have to collect thousands upon thousands of signatures. Then you've got a campaign for it. But what we have seen, especially in recent years, is ballot proposal after ballot proposal have passed and become law. I mean, just in this last election here in November, three states made it part of their constitution that women have the right to have an abortion and that the government has no say in controlling their reproductive rights. California passed it. Michigan passed it. Vermont passed it. Now, those are blue states. But in two red states, the opposite kind of ballot proposal, in other words, there was a proposal on the ballot in Kentucky and Montana, two red states, to ban abortion, to put that into the Constitution, and both states refused to do it. The pro-choice side won in Kentucky and Montana, just as it had won in Kansas this summer, where the people of Kansas, nearly 60%, showed up and voted to keep abortion legal, to have it part of their state constitution, red state Kansas. One of the great things about the ballot proposal initiatives that are allowed in half of our states is that, well, the obvious, you can pass a law. You want to raise the minimum wage in your state? Get it on the ballot and pass it. Virtually every time a minimum wage proposal to increase the minimum wage is on a ballot, it passes. You want to legalize marijuana, get it on the ballot. You want an environmental law passed. You want paid family leave passed. All of these things, you can make it happen in your state. So that's one of the great things about ballot proposals. It's direct democracy. The people write the law and the people pass it. And if they put it in the Constitution, the state legislature is going to have a very hard time trying to mess with it. Doesn't mean they won't try. But there's another, a second great reason to get ballot proposals on the ballot in your state, especially in the red states. By having that ballot proposal there, you're going to bring out the people who think like you, who believe the way you believe, but they oftentimes don't vote, especially if they live in a red state. They gave up voting. A lot of people just gave up voting a long time ago because they go in there to vote for the Democrat. The Democrat always loses. Or they go in there and they see there's hardly any Democrats on the ballot and they just give up. They stop voting. Why bother? Or they're upset with the Democrats. They say they're going to do one thing and they get elected and they don't do it. For whatever reason, thousands upon thousands of people in your red state 
who normally would vote for the Democrat or the Democratic position stay home. But when they hear that on election day, they could go to the voting booth and raise the minimum wage or protect a woman's right to choose or outlaw gerrymandering or create paid family leave. I mean, the list is endless. Think of if you wanted to bring out the people that think like you and who, if once in the booth, would vote for the Democratic candidates, because, you know, they've shown up, they're there, they see the Democrats, okay, those Democrats, they wanted to increase the minimum wage and they wanted to, you know, legalize marijuana. And all right, I'll vote for them. So many states have seen this happen, that if you get a progressive liberal Democratic position put on the ballot where it will become law or it will become part of the state constitution, the number of Democratic voters shoots way up. There have been record turnouts when these ballot proposals are on state ballots. So if you want to stand a chance of getting some of those, especially the disaffected Democrats, the ones who've sort of given up in the red states, Watch how they'll come out to vote when they have a chance to enact a liberal left democratic law. And then watch how many of your local Democrats win the election simply because the ballot proposal got them to show up. It's a great side effect. First, yes, you get a good law passed, but then you've got people in the voting booth who otherwise wouldn't be there and you get Democrats elected. And I know I don't have to go through the whole thing with you again about how I'm not a member of the Democratic Party. I don't pay dues to the Democrats. If you've listened to my podcast or watched my movies, you've seen I have no problem going after Democrats who are no good for the people of this country. But there is a party that now has turned its back on itself and allowed itself to implode by becoming the party of Trump, the party of white supremacy and white privilege. And they are on a tear to lose as many elections as possible in the coming future because the American people don't agree with them. The American people disagree with the Republicans on virtually every single issue. And the only way they can get elected now is by trying to make it difficult for the people that usually vote against them, women, people of color, young people, make it hard for them to vote. And so through gerrymandering and through voter suppression, they've protected a lot of their seats that they have no right to because the majority of people in their areas, in their districts, in their state really don't agree with them on the issues. Now, I've told you about the situation in Michigan before, but I just want to underscore what we learned in the year 2018. We had three ballot proposals that year on the ballot in Michigan. The first proposal was to legalize marijuana no longer throwing people in prison for possessing or using marijuana. The second proposal was to outlaw gerrymandering and take the drawing of the political maps out of the hands of the political parties, out of the hands of the politicians, and hand it over to a citizen's commission, nonpartisan, where they'd have to draw the real maps, the true maps, in the right way and not draw it so that it keeps down the vote of the black and brown citizens of our state. The third ballot proposal in 2018 in the state of Michigan was intended to instill a series of voting policies to the state constitution to end voter suppression. Policies like same-day voter registration, no-excuse absentee voting, 
make it easier for people to vote. So those were the three measures on the ballot, marijuana, gerrymandering, and voter suppression. And guess what happened? All three passed. Marijuana was legalized in Michigan, and voter suppression and gerrymandering were outlawed. It also had the secondary effect in that midterm election in 2018, where a record number of people voting Democratic showed up to vote. A record number of young people showed up to vote. One of the highest turnouts in the black community showed up to vote. Why? Because outlawing gerrymandering, if you tell the black or brown communities in your state that they have a chance to eliminate voter suppression and gerrymandering, they turned out in droves. And young people for both that and legalizing marijuana turned out in droves. And because they did, and because in the voting booth, what they end up doing? Voting for the Democrats. And so every Republican in the executive branch of the Michigan government was thrown out of office. And the people elected a Democrat for governor, a Democrat for lieutenant governor, a Democrat for attorney general, and a Democrat for secretary of state. Just like that. Gone. The Republicans held every one of those positions and gone. That was that. The secondary effect of having ballot proposals on the issues that people do believe strongly in, they may not want to come and vote for politicians, but when they have a chance to create law, law that will make their lives better, that will pay them more than $7.25 an hour, that will let them have a paid family leave if they need one, they show up to vote. And then they vote for the people that agree with them. And that's not the Republicans, and they know it. And that's why the Republicans were booted out of office. And in this election in November, not only were those four Democrats who were elected to run the government in Michigan in 2018, now four years later, they not only were reelected, but <laughs> the Democrats also took over the Michigan State Senate and the Michigan House of Representatives. A Democrat is the chief justice of the Supreme Court. And the statistic that kind of blew my mind here a couple of weeks ago when I saw the results of November's election, in all the top positions, so I'm talking about, you know, governor, lieutenant governor, secretary of state, attorney general, the speaker of the house in Michigan, the head of the Senate in Michigan, the chief justice of the Supreme Court, Five of the seven are women, and the other two are black men. <laughs> That's the entire leadership of the state house, the state senate, the executive branch, and the Supreme Court. Judicial, legislative, executive, all run now by Democrats. And the majority of the house Democrats, the majority of the Senate Democrats, and for the first time in a long time now that the gerrymandering was ended, the map was drawn the right way. The majority of members of Congress that were sent to D.C. from Michigan for the first time, a majority, are Democrats. Just because of that one ballot proposal. And then people started showing up. And then the Democrats, for these last four years, had the executive branch and were in charge. People liked what they saw from Gretchen Whitmer and the others. And they came back to not only reelect them, 
but to clean house entirely and boot all the Republican leaders out. Executive, legislative, Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. Women and black men are running the show in Michigan. There is not a single white man in this leadership position, in the legislature, in the governor's house, or the Supreme Court. Okay, maybe you don't want to say that too loudly because white guys are (laughs) really upset and they tend to create insurrections and storm Capitol buildings and take American flagpoles and and ram them into the into the chests of people that are trying to protect the Capitol. But I have to say, the fact that women and black Americans are running the state of Michigan, doesn't that sound kind of cool? Maybe we'll have a chance for something better. And white guys, hey, we've been in power for like, I don't know, 10,000 years. It's been a nice run. But uh, maybe we step aside a bit here and see if other people have better ideas to fix this country and this world. I know you're thinking, I want to move to Michigan. (laughs) Okay, it's not Nirvana, but I'm just saying that this is what happens when you have good ballot proposals and you get people out to vote for them. It may seem like a lot of work, but you're forming your new groups or you're joining existing ones. Whether you live in a blue state or a red state, there are ballot proposal laws, and I'm going to read the list of states where you can get proposals and initiatives laws on the ballot to vote for. And you're going to be surprised. You're going to hear a lot of red states. Now, if your state doesn't have a law that allows you to vote, direct democracy, to vote on a law or an amendment to the Constitution in your state, then you've got to work on your state legislature and your governor to get that passed. Especially if you're in a red state, oh, they're not going to pass this. No, no, no. They actually will pass it. There's a reason Florida has ballot proposals because the Republicans there, they believe that the majority of the people support them. And so they like the idea of they could pass laws, you know, hateful laws, anti-immigration laws, whatever. And sometimes this happens. And sometimes wealthy individuals or corporations, they want to see ballot proposals pass and they will try to spend money to get things on the ballot that benefit the rich. That's why when you get a law passed that allows for ballot proposals, you have to make sure that money does not control who gets their law on the ballot. Very critical. Let me just give you a few other examples over the last couple of elections. Red State of Alaska passed a law that says we will do ranked choice voting from now on. Ranked choice voting is it's a better way to get a sense of what people truly want in terms of who they're electing. So the easiest way to explain this is when you go into the voting booth, you put a one by your first choice and a two by your second choice. So that way you don't end up with somebody that isn't really wanted by the majority of the people. You know, if you get to say a second choice and your second choice then becomes elected, then it's like, well, it wasn't my first choice, but at least I'm not stuck with this bozo over here that I and a whole bunch of other people don't want, but they somehow get elected because they came in third 
and they won with what's called a plurality of the votes, not a majority, but they have more votes than the other two, which means somebody who gets 35% of the votes can be the person who's elected. That's not right. They didn't want bozo number three at all. Anyways, so Alaska passed that. Nebraska increased the minimum wage by 60 or 70%, some crazy, wonderful number. A few years ago, the state of Florida passed a constitutional amendment that says that once a person finishes their time in prison and their parole, they should get their voting rights back. So many people, if they're ever convicted of a crime, their voting rights are stripped from them in many states for life. That's wrong. And it's also a way to bring down the number of black and brown voters because we proportionally put more black and brown people in prison. Uh, they don't have lawyers. They don't have money. And the circumstances of the crimes they committed are often as a result of their poverty. It's kind of a way to be racist without looking like you're racist. I don't know if they're black or brown. We had to lock them up because of X, Y, or Z. Well, okay, fine. So you got away with it. You have a, a state that has a, maybe a not quite a just a criminal justice system. But once they do their time, once they repay their debts to a society, they should be able to rejoin society. And one of the ways you rejoin society is voting, participating in the system. Florida decided to do that. Now, there have been many lawsuits since voters of Florida said, this is what we want. And of course, the right-wingers have held this up in court and made it more and more difficult. Nonetheless, though, just think about that. The red state of Florida passed a law saying that felons, as long as they were not sexual offenders or committed murder, felons could vote once they're out of prison. That happened in a red state. So don't think because you live in a red state that this can't happen. I want you to think about this. I want you to think about how ballot proposals not only can get good laws and good constitutional amendments passed in your state, they will also bring out people who believe like you do, vote for the ballot initiatives that protect the environment, that protect women's rights, that protect workers' rights, that legalize marijuana, that stop gerrymandering. And you know, you don't have to try and get five ballot proposals on. Just pick one of those. Just increase the minimum wage. Just increase the minimum wage in your state and look how many people that will bring out who will then vote for the liberal progressive Democrat that's on your ballot. My friends in red states, Think about this and find out too if you can do ballot proposals just in your city or your county because that will be good for where you're living and it'll be good to bring out and discover your new friends, your new blue friends who want these laws passed. Okay, so as I said, half the states in this country allow for ballot proposals where the people, the citizens, the voters get to enact laws or amend the state constitution, depending on what state you live in. Most of these allow amendments to the constitution. Some you can pass just the law, but whatever, ballot proposals, direct democracy are allowed in these states. And if you live in one of these states, I want you to consider getting at least one ballot proposal on the ballot in the 2024 election. 
Here they are. The ballot proposal states, Alaska, right away a red state, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Florida, Idaho, Illinois, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, New Mexico, Nevada, North Dakota, Ohio, Oklahoma, Oregon, South Dakota, Utah, the state of Washington, and yes, Wyoming, and also the District of Columbia. I mean, you have a wide variety of states, blue states and red states, I just read. Now, these states are states that allow, in some capacity, for citizens to initiate ballot proposals. If you didn't hear your state mentioned, that means more than likely you can't get a law put on a ballot for the citizens to vote on. So you've got to make that a law in your state. You've got to get that passed to allow ballot proposals on the state ballot. And think of the great campaign you can wage to make this happen. Because the question you'd have to ask the legislators if they didn't want to allow this is, so you are against the citizens of this state from determining what the law should be. Oh, yes, uh, that's right. I am. I'm, uh, I think it's much better just to leave that up to the experts, the politicians in our state capitol. They, they know what's best for the people. And no, the people don't know what's best for themselves. And they should not be able to go into the voting booth and, and pass a law. <laughs> what, what's their other argument? No. I'm telling you, if we had a real movement going for this, look at all the blue states and the liberal states that weren't on that list I just mentioned. States like New York, where the state legislature can add a ballot proposal to the ballot, but not citizens. That has to change. It should be in all 50 states. Just the right to choose alone should be on every state ballot. Because all the polls have shown in every single state, including the red states, the majority of people did not want to overturn Roe v. Wade. You know, they may not be for abortion themselves personally, but they didn't want to upset the status quo. The majority of voters are women, not men. You have a ballot proposal that supports women's rights. That has a great chance of passing. So far this year, since Roe v. Wade, the five ballot proposals that were on in in November and the one in the summer in Kansas, the pro-choice position passed. And even here over the weekend, the Supreme Court in South Carolina, in red, deep red South Carolina, the Republican Supreme Court threw out the abortion banning law that now exists there, where it says that you can't have an abortion after six weeks. Supreme Court in South Carolina threw that out here over the weekend. Gone. That's the position of the American people. That's how the majority of Americans feel. You put that on your ballot, it's not only going to pass, it's going to bring out like-minded people to vote for other things on the ballot and other candidates, the kind of candidates we want elected so that we can remove these Trumpsters.
pick a ballot proposal for the 2024 election right now so you can get started, get it on the ballot, bring out your base, your voters, your progressive, liberal, democratic people who maybe don't vote very often, but they will come out to pass a law that benefits them and the rest of the people in your state. Make this a top priority. Don't be satisfied with continuing to be just a little blue dot in the Red Sea. It's time for change. We can make this happen. And you are the people that can ignite this. You can make this happen. I want to recommend also a documentary called Slay the Dragon of how people in Michigan and in other states have used the ballot proposal to stop gerrymandering and voter suppression. Please watch this incredible documentary, Slay the Dragon. I'll have a link for it here on this podcast page. I'll be back hopefully tomorrow with our final episode, episode 12 in our series, Blue Dots in a Red Sea. Please join me for that. Please share this with other people. And if you're a first-time podcast listener, welcome. Thank you for signing up. You can subscribe to my Substack here. All my writings and all my podcasts are free. Just sign up and I'll email you whenever I have a podcast or an essay or a column and send it right to you free of charge. So please consider doing that. Thank you for being part of this incredible movement. We are making great progress. My thanks to my producer and my editor, Angela Vargos. I wish you all well, and I will talk to you very soon. This is Michael Moore. We're happy in